Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Train Podcast, this time episode 33. Um, I'm here, I'm Carl Smith, and I've got my co-host as always with me on the other side, Mr. Callan Davison. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Callan Davison. Hello. Okay, I wish I had some Hello. sexy music. Uh, all right, we're going to get right into it. This is a special little episode that we had to throw together as quick as we could because we've got more games than we expected just kind of flying in at us. And we're like, well, we have to talk about these. So it's been an incredible week. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. We've got, as always, we've got to remind you, we've got our new website up and running, which is www.gametrainpodcast.com. Jump on there if you want to ask us questions, info on our review scores or any of the past um, podcast recordings it's it's all up on there um and also we'll talk more about it but our twitch is officially up and running and has a schedule it's uh twitch.tv slash game train twitch and um you know we got we got a whole bunch of things happening on that all the time callan's we'll we'll get into it more but uh, callan's bloodborne challenge every sunday 7 30 aest or 8 30 aedt if you're in melbourne and me, I do a random game every Monday morning at 9 a.m. AEST or 10 a.m. AEDT if you're in Melbourne. So let's uh, let's jump right into the games we've been playing, yeah? Yes, let's jump in. All right, Sea of Thieves is out. That's right. Yes. We have disembarked on our Sea of Thieves journey. We have. It's <laughs> finally happened. I don't know. It felt like it was never coming out. It was always pretend versions yeah yeah we played beta, beta and beta and beta, and beta and then it was like a final beta and like hey guys just a second we got one final final beta for you guys yeah there was a beta after the final beta hey it was like oh no this is a stress test We're like it's a beta <laughs> it's been pretty cool like you know so get let's get it out of the way there's been some teething issues yeah. as to no one's surprise big teething issues from uh Random disconnects, not being able to get into the server to begin with. Uh, random loss of items. Yeah, uh, friends appearing naked and going like, "Yeah, where's all my gear? No hair, nothing but undies. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's been some teething issues with this one. Um, which and actually surprised say, me since they had so many betas leading up to it yeah, and stress okay. tests. That's true. I guess it's not as to no one's surprise. It, it, it is a bit surprising because, I mean... I guess they can just never know. They are the legendary rare who made Donkey Kong Country, but they also made, you know, Connectimals or Connect Sports or whatever. And and I don't know, like, they, this is their first big proper game in, what, 15 years or something, I think? Yeah. So, I mean, they are legends of games and game design, but this it is still kind of, like, new again. And this is something they've never done before, so... I don't know. It, it felt like they were really trying everything to yeah. be like, all right, let's make sure this works. And still, you just never know how hyped the world is for your launch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I guess they I guess. could tell through pre-orders though, like the amount of people that would have pre-ordered, etc. But still, yeah, the, the servers got smashed, even though they did like a staggered release. So uh, New Zealand got it first and we got it, etc., etc. around the world. Um, uh, even yeah. with a staggered release that like that, um, there was still server issues. So if they had have all dropped at the same time, imagine the server issues then. Yeah, and they had a big day one patch and a tiny day one patch. Oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> that was actually really funny. Uh, you, that was you because uh, you you know you go into the game with your newly um, made pirate or you know I guess what would you call it not made but pirate that you choose and generated. Then, uh, 
randomly generated. Yeah, yeah. And then you go and you check your equipment, your little box, and here is a an eye patch called the day one patch for people that started playing on day one. And I, I think that's that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I tipped my hat there. I was like, yeah, well done, guys. Well done. That was really good. But yeah, so we uh, we had a bit of fun with it the other night. We uh, were streaming our gameplay on Twitch. Uh, and yeah. we had a couple of the guys from the uh, Inconsolables join us, which is another podcast. Um, yeah, thanks. A- Andrew and Paul? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we had Andrew and Paul join us from there. And, and one of their mates, uh, Jamie. Who is an excellent driver, by the way. <laughs> I have to say, uh, Jamie, it was uh, an absolute pleasure having you on the wheel that he did some moves there i mean we all did them together because it's a team effort but the guy behind the wheel is the one who has to make the main moves and twice he did these like brilliant fast and the furious sort of drifts right up to the port with the uh plank just like right near i was just i was impressed I feel like no one else was. Everyone's like, "Cool, thanks," and grabbed the chest and ran off. And I'm just standing there going, "I, I was already on the, I was already on the island at that stage. So I didn't even know until like afterwards." Yes, yeah. I'm just standing there with my chest like can't even move, going like, "Wow, this guy! <laughs> I need to learn how to drive." But yeah, apart from doing like the group adventures, I've actually been getting into doing solo adventures, which is funny because in the beta, I wasn't really enjoying the solo stuff. Yeah, and yep. Like every now and then I'll just jump on and just go hunt some treasure just by myself. And after you told me the little trick of looking over the back and seeing your map, it's just made it so much easier. Yeah. Like, so, you know, uh, what do you say? You don't sailing, sailing a, a solo ship yeah, is so doable and fun. And like, it, it just feels really nice. This, I like we have to say to people who aren't sure Sea of Thieves is still a lot of fun one player like i didn't think it would be because they haven't marketed they've almost been avoiding it saying like guys please get friends together before you know like i'm like oh okay i guess this will be always something i play with people but i've been able to just sit there and just kill hours just by myself on my own journeys you get you know all kinds of different things you can do which are both fun with friends or without yeah and yeah there, there is a trick it's not really a trick i mean once you do it you're like oh easy you just look behind your wheel and look down and you can see the whole map. So you don't need someone down there going, all right, a bit left. No, no, that's too left. Oh, no, there's a rock, you know. And then the anchor is right there as well. Yeah. So, and it's a lot. And then you're like adjusting your sails and you're uh, shaping the angle and you're like lifting them and dropping them all on your own. And you feel a bit like Jack Sparrow, I can, me against the world. It's, and then you see a big ship and you're like, do I avoid him ninja style or do I just go in? No, nah, and- what I've been doing is actually when I've had no treasure on my boat, I've got nothing to lose, right? And I'll see a yes. big ship. I, I, I started having a bit of fun with it because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's like, oh, I'll run away. I'll run away. I'm like, no, but bugger it. I'm going straight for it. So I've started just driving my ship at them. And of course, they'd all see my ship coming. This is when they're all parked somewhere and they'd see it coming. So that all divert the ship, uh, attention to my ship. At the same time, I jump off my ship as I get close off the opposite side, swim underneath and come up the other side and climb and hide on their boat and start killing them randomly around the boat. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. You're like a teen was, horror story. Yeah, I was having a big cat and mouse with them below the decks. So I was hiding below the decks so and I'd pop up and shoot one and hide back down again. <laughs> oh, man. Well, see, this is what I mean by the one player. Just yesterday, I was telling, uh, we had a, a good friend, Matt, jump on and, uh, and Chad, my brother, and we were having a game all together and... Um, we all jumped off and did like our own things afterwards. But I was telling Matt about this 
one session I had on my own, which was just just very strange. Like, so I, I parked my ship. You know, you got to collect treasure and you got to bring it back to a post. And that's the most basic, basic, basic version of what this intense, huge game is. But anyway, so I brought treasure back to the outpost and I, I picked up my treasure box and I ran over to go and hand it in. And I did that and I got the money. And then I heard the sounds of cannons. I'm like, oh, no. I turned around. And I saw this huge ship, this giant galleon just like smashing my tiny boat with cannons. And I'm like, oh, well. I'm at the outpost, and I have no treasure, so I don't care. So I stood there watching, and I, uh, you can, you know, choose these little phrases to say on the Xbox. So I just said, like, well played, and then I started clapping and watched them sink the boat. And as they did that, like you, I thought, oh, well, I've got nothing on there, and I don't know why they're attacking me here anyway, but I'm going to jump on and kill someone. So I climbed onto their boat, and there was no one there. They'd all jumped off to go and look at my boat, and I went into the map room, and they had a marauder's chest there just sitting there (laughs) like and i thought what what are you doing and they've all jumped off to go i don't know look at my ship to see if there's i'm like i'm at the outpost i've obviously taken my treasure in and why didn't you and my treasure that i brought in was this crappy little you know like seafarer's chest which got me 200 gold or something yeah so i just picked theirs up and as i did it i heard like gunshots you know you can see the lines going past you i'm like oh someone's seen me so but we're right on the shore. I've ran like a couple of meters and the guy was right there and I just mashed on X and sold it. And I was like, done. Thank you. And it was like four to 500 gold. It was double my one. Oh. I'm like, bye. Bye, guys. Um, and then not on purpose, but it probably looked like it because it was pretty pro. I got disconnected right then. So it looks like I sold their <laughs> shit and just went, bye. And just oh, vanished. That is so good. That is so I was, good. I was so happy. And I had like nothing to lose. It was just the most win-win situation. Even the fact I was like, well played, guys. Thank you for sinking my ship. I was about to give it to them. And I just kind of went, suicide mission. I'll see if I can kill someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's stories like that, I think, all the time. And on, I'm, um, I'm sure over the weeks to come, we'll have more stories, which we'll tell on the podcast of our uh, seafaring adventures, but we should keep moving. Yeah, so, you know, just before last words, safe to say, bugs and all, uh, we are very much enjoying ourselves in Sea of Thieves. Yes. It's uh, um, been good times. All right. So, uh, yeah, we mentioned we oh, yeah. started streaming. So, uh, yes, yes. I finally kicked off the Bloodborne Challenge again. Officially. Officially. So, I've restarted the Bloodborne Challenge. So, yeah. Um, it's it, You know, I had a couple of technical issues on that first stream, which I hopefully have ironed out for stream two, which is coming up this Sunday. So remember yes. that. Uh, please jump um, on to Twitch and follow us. We are trying to build our follower base, which is quite important. Um, yes, yes. So if you do drop in the view, give us a follow. Like every follow is, yeah, amazing at the moment. Huge. And always so will thank be. you to those who already have. Yes. You guys and, yeah, are thank unreal. You. Yeah. And jump in the chat. Have a laugh because people... Like, okay, well, for those that don't know what the Bloodborne Challenge is, I'm playing through yes, Bloodborne. Please, thank you. I'm playing through Bloodborne. Every time I die, I have to do some sort of exercise, whether it's push-ups, squats, a plank, uh, bicep curls, or... Um, I've forgotten the name of the last one, haven't I? Cool. Go me. Uh, um, uh, overhead press. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Nice, nice. And, yeah, so we... Uh, well, I am, not you, but me. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so hell no. I have two cameras set up. One on me when I'm playing the game. And of course, you can see the gameplay being played on Twitch. Then when I die, I'll flick up the second camera where I go and do the exercise. So you can watch me do these exercises. And then I flick back to the other camera and continue on with the game. 
Um, and yep. people have been enjoying themselves in chat, rooting against me here. Like no, no <laughs> one's going for me. Everyone's like, I hope you die over and over again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, every time you kill a boss, it's like, ugh, damn it. Like, well, I got up to the first boss and I, I killed him first go. And I was like, yeah. No one else was, though. They're all like, but we wanted you to die. Yeah, signing off. This is boring. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's not. No. So I died seven times throughout the stream. Now, to be fair, I have done a bit of Bloodborne before and I had done this part before. So I kind of knew what was coming. So there was no surprises. But this yeah. week on the challenge, I'm going for boss two. And I remember I had a lot more trouble with him originally than I did the first boss. So even yep. when I first played Bloodborne, I think I killed the first boss on my second attempt. So, you know, it, the, set, the next boss, though, gave me a bit of bit of issues. So I am going to start dying more and there'll be more exercises and more. And then once I pass him, it gets harder again. And that's when the real challenge is going to begin because I never got past the third boss. So, and then it's just, Ooh, it'll just be all okay. over the shop. So... Come jump on the, on the stream Sunday night. Um, again, you can find us at twitch.tv slash gametraintwitch. Um, give us a follow, jump in the chat and have some fun because, yeah, we are, we're having fun with this, but we want you guys to uh, jump in and uh, make the experience a bit more um, sociable, I guess. It's the word. Yes. All right. Yeah. Nice. Okay, well, let's... um. Let's jump straight in. I mean, this is only a quick little one, so we're going to jump straight into our feature games, our yes. reviews. And I think Kellen's going to kick us off this episode with uh, Yakuza 6. Alright, so I reviewed Yakuza 6 this week. Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Now, it's been out in Japan for a while, but it is getting a... Australian release on April 17. Uh, so this is the seventh game in the Yakuza series because as there was Yakuza 1 to 5 and there was also Yakuza 0, which came out last year. Yeah, which was a prequel, right? Yes, correct. So that was set back Such in... Such a cool name That was set back in I the uh, that. 80s, that one. But yes, yeah, so this is, you know, in present day sort of thing. So this is developed and published by Sega. And the game follows the story of Kazuma Kiru, um, who is an ex-Yakuza member, but somehow always gets, you know, brought back into it. And there's a lot of sort of crime family drama. I don't want to talk too much about the story in this one because um, I feel the story is such a key component of this game. And it would be unfair for me to spoil it for people. But I'll I'll give you a quick rundown. Um, So... Um, Kiru discovers that, um, uh, Haruka, who's like, he's sort of like a guardian over her. Um, he, she's been involved through the whole series pretty much. Uh, she okay. is, she has seemingly gone missing. Um, he, uh, returns to, uh, the, uh, Kumurocho, uh, district of Tokyo to search for her. Um, but yep. he finds out that she has been left, left in a coma after a hit and run incident and that she has a newborn son, Haruto. So you've now suddenly discovered she's got this kid. Nice. Okay. Um, um. And then, um, so um, you you head off to um, uh, Onomichi, which is another uh, town in uh, the, uh, uh, the Hiroshima area of Japan, uh, to try and yeah. find out what happened to her, like why she was run down, and you know who this kid's father is as well. Because, yeah. And the game goes on from there. And it gets 
quite complicated. A lot of crime gangs get involved, and it gets really okay, interesting. Sorry, before you go much further, for some of us who don't know, what exactly is the game? <sighs> yeah, so uh, Yakuza is like a oh, game. One, one sentence is a open world brawler, uh, Japanese gang soap opera. Nice. Okay. Okay. So like a. I mean, I've only ever seen screenshots, and I get these, like, Tokyo GTA vibes. Yes, Pre- pretty much, yeah, but it's okay. not, like, as big as, like, a GTA game. Like, um, there, there are two areas in this game, um, Kumurocho and Onomichi. Um, okay, cool. And, yeah, and there's, like, uh, you can just wander the streets, you get into fights, um, you do missions. There's a lot of, of like, mini games and side quests, like, so many So very mini-games. dense, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, you go into a video game arcade, right? Yeah. And there's video game console, or like, um, you know, machine set up. And you're like, oh, okay. And you walk up, and like, one says, Poyo Poyo. And you're like, oh. And it says, push X to play. I'm like, oh, okay. Start playing. The Poyo Poyo actual screen comes up on the screen. You go into the actual game. It's the actual Poyo Poyo game. I'm like, well. That is so cool. I'm like, okay, cool. Next to that is a Virtua Fighter Five Final Showdown uh, machine. I'm like, oh, cool. Let's see what this is like. The Virtua Fighter 5 title screen comes. I'm like, no way. Go in. The, the full, full Virtua Fighter full game. roster is in there. I'm like, what <laughs> is this? This is insane. Serious? Uh, some of the other games in there are Outrun, Super Hang On, Space Harrier, and Fantasy Zone. They're- wow, like full game. <laughs> it's just out of control. Um, other mini Dude, games. You, you should can- stream just that. Uh, like- other mini games, you Uh-oh. can go to the gym, right? And it's not like you just go to the gym and he'll, you know, go through a cutscene of a weight. You can choose from like, I think six to eight exercises that you can do from like squats to like bench press to um, seated row, all this sort of stuff. And then you actually have to do button combinations to get him to do the, um, the different um, exercises and things. And then you get scored on that. And then your personal tra- trainer will then tell you a specific meal that you've got to eat and all this sort of stuff. Like, it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, you can go do karaoke, which is like a rhythm-based sort of game. Um, oh, there's there's Mahjong games, so you can go play that. Like, there, there is a lot of, of mini games out there. It's like I spent a lot of time just running around just trying all this stuff out. Because I was like, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. Wow. It's so much fun. Dude, I seriously think you should just stream like Yakuza 6 Mahjong for a session. <laughs> or like Yakuza 6 Virtua Fighter. Yeah. And just do that for the whole like hour stream. I'd watch that, man. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, it, was, it was ridiculous. Like, um, and then so let's, let's talk a bit about the combat because there is a lot of fighting in this being a Yakuza game. Yeah. Okay, so it's very hands-on looking, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all, you're not really using weapons. You can pick up like, okay, like chairs and bats and stuff laying around but normally it's just hand-to-hand combat the whole way through like i think cool. I, so not gun no i think i picked up one gun off a guy and shot one bullet in the whole game so far wow okay yeah i like that i really like that yeah yeah so enemies will come up with you guns and things but you can disarm them and just you know roundhouse kick them in the face sort of thing yeah it's, right. it's a lot of fun it's it's um you know, you do all different combos and things like that. You can block and dodge. And, and you've got to do this against some bosses. You actually have to block attacks and encounter and dodge and counter. You just can't just bash the whole time. Okay, like I've, nice. I've had, okay. There, there are Strategy. some awesome boss fights in this game as well. And I, I can't say what's going on because I don't want to spoil anything. But it just the way that the whole scene was set was just... This one boss just blew me away. I was just like, this is so awesome for a boss fight. 
like just where it was set and what was happening. Damn, um, okay, I'm keen. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just left that fight with this grin on my face afterwards. Like, wow, that was that was the best moment in the game so far. Nice. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it, the story. I'm really engaged by the story as well. Like that, actually, the whole game is in Japanese. I should say as well. So. There is English uh, subtitles, but there is no English dub. So if you're playing this, the whole thing is in Japanese. Okay, okay. I mean, that must make it at least feel super authentic. It does, it does. And I've picked up a few Japanese words along the way too, which has been funny. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I've learned a bit there myself. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's, quite, it's quite a fun game. And I'm really... This is the first Yakuza game I've ever played, so... I didn't know what to expect. And being the seventh game in the series, a, a lot of people will probably ask, oh, should I have to play zero through to five first? No, you don't. Yes. You can just jump into six. There's a bit of introductory stuff at the start with characters and things. You can, it, it goes into a bit of the Kiryu's and Haruku's sort of bond. So you understand that a bit. Yeah, um, okay. Also, um, there is, uh, you can go into the menus and there's all these um, sort of, um, summaries of all the other Yakuza games if you want to read through that to catch up on some things and whenever you bump into a character Kiru will normally mention oh yeah I have fought you before or oh you're from that gang I defeated a few years ago or, you know stuff like this nice oh so it's it's got like that Witcher 3 vibe yeah yeah so you know for someone that's played the whole series okay they'd be more familiar with a lot of characters and probably have a deeper self bond with them but for, for newcomers to the series it's still fine to jump into this one Oh, that's great news. I haven't played one either, and I really, really want to try this well, one. Well, once I... You know, I'm thinking of playing Yakuza 0 next. Just... Yeah. I don't know, because I've heard great things about Yakuza 0, so um, I think I'm going to give that a try sometime when I get some spare time. But um, nice, I, I, th nice. I think I'll wrap up the uh, the review now, though. Um, Beautiful. What'd you give it? How many carriages? Well, I, I really enjoyed this game, as I said. It's got a great story. It's got, it's got good graphics. Um, the combat is fun. Um, great mini games. I'm I'm giving it a nine point one out of ten. Oh, lovely. Okay, yeah, nice. yeah. It's a really really solid game. If you're looking for um a, a brawler with like a deep story and and cool interesting characters, um go go check out Yakuza Six. It's really really worth it. So that is out in Australia on April seventeenth. All right. Well, that brings uh brings us to our second feature game <laughs> of our double episode. Hello, second. Um. Yes, and that is uh, Kirby Superstar Allies. That is out now. It is um, it's developed by HAL Laboratory, who's always done the Kirby games, and published by Nintendo. Uh, it's like, you know, classic Kirby. It's a side-scrolling sort of platform game where you can become different enemies while well, you steal sort of their powers and you use them in different creative ways but now you have up to four up to three extra friends uh, either controlled by friends or ai and that's kind of the new the newest little twist uh the game itself is immediately just stunning and charming you know it's it's and how are masters of this by now they've been doing it for ages that's kind of kirby's thing like it's a weird pink blob but there's something just alluring and charming and fun about just the visuals of any Kirby game but especially this one like you had a look didn't you Callan you jumped into the uh, the demo uh, I've got the full game as well now I bought it and yeah I've, oh nice I've, I've played the first couple levels it's really fun it's really bright and colorful it's got that same classic Kirby theme from the old Kirby's as well in it 
Um, yeah, and it it goes hardcore that music. Oh, so it's, it's it was really fun. Then you you know you got the little sort of floaty move how you sort of float through the air and then you can eat the enemies and take their powers and then you can combine your sword yep. power with a fire power to make a fire sword. Yeah, so your your friends aren't just running around killing other enemies. They help you in puzzles and in actual yeah elements with your own sword. So you get a normal sword and you can just press up. And your uh, the AI actually works really intuitively. You just push up and, you know, you hold up your sword or your yo-yo or your whatever you have, fireballs. And if you have an ice friend or a lightning friend or a fire friend, they will add that to your sword and you can use it to your environment as best as, you know, you think would work. If there's like ice walls, you use a fire thing to break it down and... It's it's a lot of fun. It's I, I find it really... I've always enjoyed the Kirby games and taking the powers and seeing how many moves because it's not just like you take something and then now you hit with fire. They all have like all these different moves, you know, like the fighter guy has all the like street fighter moves like Chun-Li's kick and Ryu's fireball and uppercuts and you have to kind of learn how to do it. But now there's this other element in like, okay, and what happens if I add lightning? And yep. what happens if I, you know... And there's like... My personal favorite has been uh, you can turn into that rock guy, you know, that turns you into a statue. Oh, yep. And it's just been a lot of fun because there's all these different little Easter eggs when you turn into, you know, you press a button and Kirby turns into a heavy rock and you can do that mid jump. So you can like slide and land on things or you do it on a button to unlock things. But every time you change to a statue, it's not just a heavy statue of Kirby. It's something different like a trophy or the thinking man or like a brick from Super Mario Brothers. It's what have you found with the difficulty of this game? Because so far uh, yeah. I haven't been challenged yet. No, so that's that's one of my downsides I've got here that it is a bit easy like and Kirby always has been sort of, you know, angled at, at kids and I I think you don't really go into this thinking it's going to be like Super Meat Boy or even like Super Mario Brothers difficult. It's not like about um twitch perfect jumps and moves and it's more about I think just having fun in a puzzly kind of like, I don't want to compare this because they're completely different, but more like a, um, like a candy crush kind of like bright colors, fun. You know what to do. It's not hard. It's just kind of, uh, what you're just interacting with it and enjoying yourself. And that's, I haven't had any challenges either. So it's either that means it's great for kids or it's great for like a gaming session where you don't want stress and you just want to kind of have fun with oh, it. Oh, and those are important to have too. Like we can't play Dark Souls for every game. Well, exactly. I mean, and and that's not just like a, in saying like, oh, it's too easy, don't do it. It's it's exactly like doing something like, uh, you know, time trials in Mario Kart. There is no challenge there, but it's fun and you're just kind of doing it yourself and, you know, like a relaxing game. Yep. So it's it's very much that, but it's not easy and like you just run from left to right and kill people. It's at least got like fun things. It's like doing a crossword puzzle or find a word, you know, like a, a fun time killer. And I did find that. And I guess the thing that keeps you going, like if it, some people would say like, if it's that easy, then, you know, why do I want to do level after level? But it's discovering like every level is just beautifully rendered. They all have like these different themes. There's heaps and heaps of enemies like styles of enemies uh, and you can get up to like 24 normal friends and sort of dream friends there's i think 10 of them which they have like special abilities and extra things that they can do in helping you like king ddd who is normally your enemy you know can be 
one of your friends. There's all kinds of other ones, which uh, I don't want to mention just in case, you know, it spoils anything because they're, they're really fun. And boss fights are actually very interesting and they're not hard, but they're just fun. And it's kind of like a choreographed, fun piece of entertainment, you know, like it's, yeah, it oozes charm. And I, I've been having a lot of fun. The music itself, it's it's really cheeky. Like it always looks sort of, there's something I like about Kirby and how, it's like super cute and kitty, but he's a badass. Yeah. You know, like he gets angry and he does these things. And like later on, there's bosses. I, again, I don't want to mention it because this is half the fun of the game. But first, they're just like a big tree. Cool. Kill it. But then they, they start to become things when later it's like not the same game. You're like, what am I doing? Who is this boss? What is this? And it's fun and creative. So a lot of creativity. That's probably the word I'd use to describe this Okay. If I had to pick and one. And if you were to give a score to promote the game? Uh, the score, my overall score I gave this was a 7.7 carriages out of 10. Um, and that's that's mostly because of like, again, I've done this uh, in the past and it's just for me personally, this is my personal score. It, uh, you know, the challenge isn't quite there. And, and like like I said, it's not really made for that. But as me personally... I I just don't see myself doing it for like too much longer mm-hmm. just because of that. Like I I do love seeing all the new levels and all the new enemies and what they can do. And that's what's taking me through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's not a lot of thinking sort of and challenging going on there in, in that way. Not just in difficulty, but just in like I can kind of do it and zone out, like listen to a podcast or some music or something at the same time, which... You know, depends on your mood, but as a game, just me sitting there in front of it, yeah, I guess a 7.7 carriages out of 10 is what I'd give this one. All right. But yeah, that's uh, Kirby Superstar Allies, and those are our feature games. All right, um, now we're going to jump straight into games of our lives. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the games Games of of our our lives. lives. And this week is an interesting one, which we just connected before we started recording. Uh, For those of you who don't know, this is our... um, we're doing our favorite game from every system we've ever owned. And we're just going like system per system each episode. Um, and Callan pointed this out to me at the start. We're both reviewing a uh, Sega published game and a Nintendo published game this week. And we're up to the part in our lives where we talk about the Super Nintendo for me and for Callan is the, uh, what, what was the Sega Genesis? Yeah, Sega Genesis or Sega Mega Drive, depending on what country you bought it from. Yeah, I always got confused, yep. but I guess same with the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom. Yep, that's right. So, it was a confusing, beautiful time. Yep. So, I guess, um, I mean, I, I had the Super Nintendo, and if I had to, I was having a lot of trouble. This is probably going to be one of the hardest ones to pick my favorite game that I owned on the Super NES, and... Um, Jeez, I was struggling. There was just so many masterpieces. I'm sure you went through the same thing. I got to having to choose between Yoshi's Island and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, wow. And what'd you go with? It was tough. It was so tough, but I went with Yoshi's Island. Okay. It was um, like, I mean, it sounds like an obvious choice to a lot of people because Yoshi's Island is, is considered one of the best games on there. But as a kid in the Solomon Islands at the time, I didn't have reviews or choices. or And I, when I got Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, myself and uh, Thomas Siru, my neighbor, 
we did that thing where we didn't know there was no internet we didn't know moves so we had to write out everything we discovered by hand on an exercise book and it was a huge part of our you know gaming life then was ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 but Yoshi's Island holy crap what a game like talk about intuitive puzzles that that is everything that any side-scrolling tricky sort of brilliant design is plus the challenge and the incentives you could like 100% every level and like every time you finished a level you could press the select button and it would flip all the tiles that represented the levels and show you the back which had like 89 out of 100 like drawn in big letters and you you knew you could get 100 you had to collect all the red coins and all the flowers and that like added this whole new challenge which you know if anyone played Celeste recently kind of reminded me of the uh, the um, strawberries in that game but Oh, it was it was just magnificent. I ended up playing through the entire game and hundred percenting every level because I had nothing else to do. But God, yes, Yoshi's Island. So many other games that I, I won't even mention. But that was my one. How about you, Callan? Is this supposed to be a game I owned? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> what have you done? I mean, well, I I don't know if yeah. My, didn't I you think have my any favorite games? game on there? I never owned. Ah, where'd you play it? Well, if I mean, if you I didn't borrowed it, it off the kid that lived down the road from me. Well, it was, you know, that's close enough. It was in your uh, house. Look, if it was one it was... I owned, if it was a game I owned on Sega Mega Drive, now, um, now in games of our lives, I said Sonic and Knuckles or Sonic, and that was like 1994 or something like that. I'm trying to remember. Now, I never oh, owned yeah, the original. I, yeah, uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, that combined thing. Now I yeah, never of course. I don't think I owned it. I don't think I did. Um and the other game which I absolutely loved was Shining Force 2. And that's the one I used to borrow off the kid down the road. Like it was an amazing game. Like it got me What was Shining Force? It's an RPG. It's what got me into RPGs. Oh nice. It is okay. such a good game and it was, had a cool story, it had really cool characters. I absolutely loved this game, but because I didn't own it, it can't be in here. So I got to say Mortal Kombat 3. Oh, we would have been so close. I know. I still remember getting that game and, oh, yeah. Like, I came home from one day and I was just sitting there on my desk. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. You know, and... Wasn't it awesome? And you got the blood. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I remember, like, being so excited to play, like, uh, as Shiva, you know, the four-armed lady. Because it was, like, the first time you could play as one of the uh, people with four arms. So, that was kind of exciting. Yes, of course. Um, and then, yeah, I really liked Cabal. Like, the way he'd zip around and his combos that you'd get someone in the world. Oh, his moves were cool. And then you come yeah, back how he and... threw the raises on the floor. Yeah. And then, of course, um, Sector and uh, Sector's uh, fatality when he has the uh the trap that comes out of his chest and squishes him i oh, just all that it was really it was uh, really really awesome game i was a cyrax man that was my favorite person in in mortal kombat 3 yeah but yeah he was and his he blew up the whole world it was intense yeah good i like that great choice yeah yeah uh because that was what i owned but if i was choosing overall it would probably have to be shining force 2 just because of the significance of just what it got me into down the track it was just incredible game oh nice yeah Nice, nice. I think if I was choosing overall, it'd probably still be Yoshi's Island. Yeah, yeah but yeah, uh, Shining, um, Shining Force, Sonic, and um, Mortal Kombat are my top three on that system. Nice. Looks like Mortal Kombat 3 is the winner of uh, this game of right. our lives. <laughs> Ooh, well done. Um, okay, well, that takes us to the end of our episode. This is uh, just a special in-between one. We do an episode every two weeks, so we will have our full proper one next week. 
but before we end, we have to jump in, as always, into our lame train, love train, and hype train. Uh, and we will start, as always, again, with our lame train. Uh, Callan, do you want to start? I'll, I'll keep this really brief because we have touched this already on this already in this episode, but it's not just singling out this game. Okay, launches of yes. games online that have issues. It's just a general thing. I'm not pointing out Sea of Thieves exactly, but it's just the latest one in a long line of games that have had big issues when they've launched on um, with their online capabilities. And it, yeah. it, it's getting to the stage where, okay, you know, we saw games having issues with this, like... 10 years ago with the World of Warcraft expansions, like every time one came out, yep. it, the, it would just fall to pieces. It was just awful the first week. You wouldn't, I you mean, wouldn't play for the first week because it was just rubbish. Yeah, you just let them iron it out. Like, yeah. like GTA Five, when everyone was waiting for so long for that online to finally come out, and then it did, and then it was like almost unplayable. Yeah, it's, it, it, it keeps happening, and I don't want to single out CFEs, but it's just brought it back into my attention again that... Again, this was this was a game with so many betas, and they'd had people playing this for like a year or two years leading up to this, you know, under NDAs, but playing it online and all that. That kept getting invited into betas and alphas and all that, and it's still launched yeah. with issues. And it's just, it's just really frustrating as a gamer when you go out and and you purchase a game, and you want to play this game, and you just keep getting these issues, and then it's like, oh. And your friends are like, well, the game's got issues. I'm not going to play it now. And then, you know, it falls apart. Yeah. And, uh, it's, just, it's just really sad, you know. And I'm just getting a little sick of it that in this day and age that uh, that companies don't seem to... I uh, just keep underestimating how many people may log in on that day one. Yeah, it's like whatever you think it is and prepare for it, get it done, then double it. Yeah. Then you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> Like, of course, we don't know these things. I mean, who oh, knows about the lot, cost and God, logistics? There'd be a lot going on. There'd be a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't understand. It's just, but we're allowed to be annoyed by yeah, it as just exactly. pleb gamers just sitting here playing. Exactly. <laughs> um, nice. Okay. Well, my lame train is slightly uh, connected to Sea of Thieves also and slightly connected to next week's game. Uh, and my lame train is waiting for friends to buy it because... <laughs> Sea of Thieves is out and it's mostly a sharing experience as fun as the one player is. And I'm just like, have you got it yet? Have you got it? And people are like, oh, no, I'm still waiting to get it. And then someone else is like, yeah, I've got it. But it's like a five hour download. So probably not till tomorrow. And it's just like some are like, oh, I don't know if it's worth it. And then I'll just wait to see the reviews or I'll wait a couple of weeks. And you're like, well, we might not be playing as often if it's you like, wait that long. Oi, mate, we review games here. Take our opinion on board. Yeah, or listen to the podcast, bro. Um, but yeah, you know, things like that. And then so sometimes you buy a game and it's, again, it's not just Sea of Thieves, but this one's made me think of it. And you're like, okay, now I want everyone to have it. Which brings me to next week. Just so cool. So next week we're um, doing a way out. And as we've mentioned on the show, and you guys have probably heard, everyone who buys a way out because it's a two-player game gets a second copy of way out, a way out for free to give to their friend anyone who they want to do this to play with. And I just think that's brilliant. So my lame train is, is that not existing on every multiplayer game ever? Cool. Yeah. Uh, and that brings us to love train. For, for my love train this week. Um, yeah, hit me. Uh, no, no. Well, maybe that's my love train. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, my first week of streaming, like doing it proper, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've had some issues with tech tech stuff but been sorting all that but just this whole thing in general of people coming into the chat talking to me on the stream it's just been a lot of fun so that's my love train this week nice oh and as, as, as always you can oh. find us at twitch.tv slash game train twitch i'm just going to keep throwing this this out there please follow us oh yeah we're, tr- we're trying to build to 50 followers at the moment so yeah nice uh can i do my <laughs> nice i like that okay um, I, I almost said that again because I've had such a great time. But I mean, that was already my love train last week. So we've really been enjoying ourselves here. And no, they're not paying us no. to say all this. <laughs> it does sound like it because like, oh, Twitch this and Twitch that and wearing my Twitch hat and my Twitch shirt. Um, but yeah, my love train uh, this week since the last episode has been the uh, the existence of these divorced parents that are the, the, the sorry, the... Uh, PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Uh, In that, I mean how they're both fighting for your attention every month with their free games. And it's just, we're the winners. You know, like when you have those two parents that are like, no, I'm going to take you to Disneyland. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to take you to Mexico. And here's a free Xbox. Well, here's a PC. It kind of feels like that because, I mean, this month we've got Bloodborne free, super hot, so fun. Free, Ratchet and Clank, one of the best remastered games from the past. Free, like, it's been really cool. So that's my love train. Cool. Bam, all right. And uh, that brings us to our last train, the Hype Train. Hype Train. All right, Callan, take us away. Uh, Mine's pretty simple. It's A Way Out, which comes out next week. I've been looking forward to this ever since I saw it um, shown at E3 last year. Um, From uh, Developed by Hazelight, published by E3 uh, Originals. So, yeah, really excited for that. Uh, Just a whole way the game is played through with two players. Split screen. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to try and stream it when we get it. So, um, yes, I'll be streaming from my end because someone doesn't have great internet, Carl. Um, All right, move on, move yeah. on. Um, and yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, jump on the stream when we are streaming way out and just have a look. And again, you can find us. No, I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it at the end yeah, for you. Yeah, okay, yeah. hold your breath. Uh, but for the time, we're not 100% sure, but we're going to release like a, a poster on our Facebook, our Instagram and our website. Uh, and that'll have the time and date of when we're going to stream a way out together. Um, which brings me to my hype train, which is similar and quick god of war i've just been reading and listening up on it a lot more and wow it sounds so good and i cannot wait it's very exciting that we're getting a game as good as that there where we don't have to wait all the way till september october yes that's why i'm i'm super excited for it because it's it's like one of those you know october games but we're cheekily getting it at the end of april which i'm so excited it's like the bridge to all the other games so that's my hype train which uh which takes us to the end, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, next time, next week, which, as I said earlier, we're doing it every two weeks if you're, if you're new to the podcast. But uh, we had to just do this extra in-between one because of all these games to talk oh, about. And also, uh, a uh, big special thanks to Sega and Nintendo for providing our review games this week. Um, and and yes. also, uh, thank you to Microsoft for providing Sea of Thieves for us as well. So, Sega, Nintendo, and Microsoft, thank you to all three companies there. Yes, legendary. Thank you. We really appreciate that. 
uh, a way out next week, as Callan said. And before we take off, the website, new website up and running, uh, www.gametrainpodcast.com. And here it is, our new Twitch, twitch.tv slash gametraintwitch. Um, and our two current ongoing things is Callan's Bloodborne Challenge every Sunday, 7.30 AEST. And I do a random game every Monday 9 a.m. AEST. So jump on, come say hi. But uh, until then, this has been Game Train. Thank you.